Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. God is good that you brought us back. I'm really happy and I'm excited uh, to share um, with you today. Um, and We're in the series uh, Family Forward that we started last week, and so I'm pretty excited to um, share it with you guys, continue sharing on it. And if we could just say together, say family forward. Family forward. Amen. Say it again. Family forward. Family forward. Hallelujah. So our church family has been in a new season, and it's exciting to see what God is doing and um, what he's about to do and what he's continuing to do. So, uh, and, you know, there's growth and there's excitement, and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And uh, we proclaim, you know, that we are a family that is moving forward. Amen. So... Let's jump right into Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Um, you are members of God's very own family. Amen. If you would just say it with me, say, I am. I am. <laughs> Amen. Not just the church, but of God's family, okay? Citizens of God's country, and you belong in God's household with every other Christian. And I love how it says, and you belong in God's household. I love that because, you know, the enemy always tries to make us feel that we don't belong, uh, that we don't fit. And along the journey of our life, you know, things will happen repeatedly, you know, certain things. Um, And, you know, if you haven't had this happen to you, you know, probably will, you know. So you may be saying, oh, I don't know, you know, I just don't belong or I'm not that talented. And last week we touched on it and people think, oh, Sometimes, well, what, what can I offer? I'm not a people person, so I'm just, you know, I'm just going to sit quietly. But, um, you, you know, you can experience this restlessness that you're going to feel. That's why I want you not just to read this part as a scripture, but receive it as a personal proclamation in your life. So, pardon me for a second if I go a little too fast or too slow. Kind of had a tough night. My head was hurting all night. So this morning, I drank so much coffee, my hands are shaking. (laughs) So bear with me. Hallelujah. But uh, when times get difficult in our spiritual family, in our, our church family, that you would continue to remind yourself that I belong in God's family. Just as it says right here in that scripture, I belong to God's family. Hallelujah. And um, if you've been looking at the church, you know, from the outside in, and um, I want you to hear me today, and I want us to hear this today, that life is a lot better in participation than observation, okay? So you might be, you know, observing, you know, and just looking from the outside in and like, oh, great, you know, church is cool, you know, worship's all right, and just kind of observing from time to time. So, um, but it's time to get plugged in, time to get to join the family, to work together, you know, and our main purpose is to extend the kingdom of God. Amen? Hallelujah. So last week, um, we talked about the habit of facing forward, you know, looking forward, thinking forward, talking forward, and living forward. And today, I want to talk to you about the power of encouragement or encouraging your family forward. Joshua chapter 1, Moses, the leader, has died. So it caused Joshua, who is pretty much a a protege of Moses, uh, to 
you know, gets stuck. This, he's pretty much stuck in this place right now of uncertainty because Moses, the great leader, you know, he has died. Uh, so they were lacking confidence, you know, as a whole nation at this point. And then God shows up and says to Joshua. So let's look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 2. Uh, Moses, my servant, is dead. Pretty blunt by God right there. <laughs> now then, you and all these people, get ready. Somebody say, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. God is saying, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. The essence of God, what God is trying to tell Joshua right here is do not dwell on the past. It's over. Don't compare past to your present. And last week you remember, say, forget about it. You know, forget about the past. We were talking about the, the Jersey accent. You say, forget about it. All right? So God's pretty much, hey, Joshua, Mo is dead. But, you know, we got to look forward and think forward. We got to move. Because people are relying on you. So God is trying to take Joshua out of this place of complacency, you know. Um, and just so he could begin to influence the people that are around him, that are looking up to him. Some people might be, you know, thinking, well, holding on is being strong. Believe it or not, I used to think that way myself. But usually it takes much more strength to move on than to hold on. It really does. So often, holding on is actually an expression of fear. And I'm analyzing myself and what I've went through in my life as well. Um, but there's also a phrase called, when the horse is dead, dismount. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's not giddy up pony anymore. So get off that horse. Time to move forward. In most cases, you know, holding on to the past is a representation of our weakness. So... No one will ever love me the way Crystal or Tiffany has. I'm just, you know, thinking of my <laughs> high school days. You know, I mean, as a teenager, it could be, you know, some kind of a love story for us or some Josh or Brian. Um, there's certain things that really do cause you to, you know, get stuck. A little bit touched on it last time. But, hey, it's time to move forward. God has great things for you. So let's move on to verse 3. <clears throat> And some of you may not realize, but God is a God of encouragement. I love that, you know. And Because so, somebody's like, what do you mean God is a God of encouragement? Well, give me some scripture for that. Here we go. Joshua chapter 1 um, and continue from verse 3, okay. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Just listen to these words, how powerful it is. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I so will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Verse 6, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestor to give them. Verse 7, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. So keep reading the scripture, in other words. Do not turn from it from right, for, um, do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. And then he says, I love that in verse 8, and on the promises, you know, he says, on all the plans that I have for you, so that you may be um, 
so that you may be careful to do uh, everything written in it. And then I love that. It says, if you do, and if you'll keep looking forward, then you will be prosperous and successful. I love that, you know, you may not realize, but oftentimes the promises that God has, you know, for our lives are often on hold. And God is waiting for us to make a move. Um, and pretty much, you know, we're saying, come on, God, you know, you've made a promise to me this amount of time before and years that you've promised what you're going to do in my life. And God says, I want you to make a move. I want you to step out from where you are and walk a little bit by faith. And I want you to face forward. So last week we talked about Israelites, right? They got out of Egypt, and then they got stuck in the wilderness. It was supposed to be a short journey. Some scholars say 11 journey that turned into 40 years. Then they got stuck here. But because they were not looking forward, they kept turning around and looking back. Well, we had this and this. We had fish and nice vegetables back in the day. Even though I got whooped, beaten, but it was worth it. You know, that mentality. It's, it's kind of sad, actually. And, um, but I love it. Let's keep going here. Pretty much the Lord's saying, I want you to step out from where you are at right now. And that's what it says, your future will be prosperous and successful. Verse 9. And he ends it like this. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I love that. You know, there's countless examples in the scripture, you know, about Different folks, you know, stepping forward and moving forward. And, uh, for example, Noah, he had to build an ark. He had, to, he had to make a move on his behalf. I mean, the Lord could give you all these revelations, like you could do this, you could do that. But it's our part to act on it and be like, you know what, I'm going to go for it, Lord, I'm going to go with you. David, you know, if he didn't make a move, he wouldn't be able to kill the Goliath. Popular story, you know, Esther as well. And she had to act on it. She had to do something. She stepped forward, and that's how she was able to save her people. So when you look at the timing, you know, of this right now with Joshua, and uh, the scoreboard doesn't look good for Joshua and his family. Uh, a lot of time and energy has been spent in the wilderness, you know, without any progress. So they are stuck. Uh, so this is pretty much like God's halftime pep talk. You know, like, come on, Joshua. You ever try to encourage anybody that doesn't want to receive an encouragement? Been there? We may have been on both ends of that, all right? <laughs> Sometimes we're giving it, and other, other times, you know, we're receiving it. And then there's times, like, you're telling somebody, hey, you're going to make it. Everything's going to be great. And like, yeah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But God isn't the one paying my rent. You know, they'll say things like that. <laughs> but you're encouraging a person. like, hey, you're going to make it. So here it is. So God is confronting Joshua. He's pretty much saying, hey, time to move your family forward. And God is saying, let me encourage you, Joshua. Let me remind you of who you are. I love that. He says, I am with you. I will never forsake you. And that no one will be able to stand against you. It's so awesome. And um, if you're taking notes right now, bringing to my first point, encouragement helps us overcome our hesitation and fear. Yeah. All right? Love that. Encouragement helps us to overcome our hesitation and fear. And encouragement is so powerful and valuable. Encouragement actually means to put courage into somebody. I love that. So pretty much to transfer the courage from you, from your lips, into somebody else's spirit and heart. 
And all of us, you know, are like Joshua in the sense. We have fears, uncertainty, hesitation in our life. And the things that hold us back, you know, from things to move forward. Can we talk today about it? Amen? Let's do it. All right. So at the core of this hesitation and fear are things that are like, you know, I don't want to embarrass myself. I, I don't know. We talked about last week. Like I've never sang before. So I'm not going to sing during worship. Or, uh, you know, people that are afraid of rejection. And, you know, I don't want to be a failure. And sometimes, you know, I understand this. Because sometimes the scariest things, um, scariest thing to do is to let go because we don't want to lose what we have. And it's like you're holding on to this thing that you've held on for so long, and you're like, oh. But then if I let go, I have nothing to hold on to. But the moment that we do, we experience good, goodness of God. So God is telling Joshua, hey, just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> you're, if you're a parent, you know what that is. It's a song from Frozen that is often on replay in our household. <laughs> But yeah, sometimes the scariest thing to do is to let go. And, you know, the first day of school for kids, right? It could be scary. Oh, actually, it can be scary for parents too, right? Oh, my goodness. My little baby going to school all grown up. Potty training. You know, I'm saying some examples because I'm a new dad, you know. <laughs> well, we have our third on the way. Uh, so praise God for that. But, you know, I remember the first time we, you know, laid down Alita without a diaper and we're like, oh, man, this is scary, <laughs> And, um, you know, learning to drive can be scary. You know, trying out for a team, you know, getting a job interview, that, those things can be scary. You know, going to church can be scary. <laughs> Especially, you know, if you haven't been to church for a while, you know, and somebody promised you dinner or something or lunch. I've done that before. Like, hey, come to church. We're going we're gonna to come over afterwards to my house. We're going to do some ribeye steaks, you know, <laughs> things like that. Perhaps somebody talked you into going to church before. But, um, and then we invite you to surrender your life to God. So these kind of things can be scary. Um, but yet again, these are some of the greatest moments in your life, the things that require a step of courage to move into it. That's why encouragement is so powerful in God's family. It helps us to move our life forward. And I want to encourage you to let the encouragement be part of your lifestyle. Amen. Let's move uh, on to 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. So Apostle Paul is saying to the church of Thessalonica, you know, I know what you're doing is great. And he's like, I know you already are encouraging, but I want to remind you how powerful it is. And keep it going. Keep building each other up. Because encouragement matters, you know. We want to be uh, a church of encouragement. And that's why I love that. I think the new season that we're in right now, God is really moving us forward. And, you know, some of these things that you, you hear right now, it, it sounds very basic, very simple. But the thing is, God doesn't make anything complicated. It starts off with basic things with us. And that's the scripture right there. This is not Vic's word, you know. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just, just as, in fact, you are doing. And uh, there's the next point. So encouragement is everyone's responsibility, okay? Um, or you can even simplify it, you know, if you're writing it down for yourself. Say, encouragement is my responsibility. 
many think that, you know, it's other people's responsibility to encourage them. Um, it's pastor's responsibility. Pastor Mark, you know, that's, that's your responsibility. It's Sid's responsibility. He's got a gift for it. It's Sid's responsibility, not mine. <laughs> or it's the worship team's responsibility. You know, how many, so a lot of times people come to church and they're like, let's see what worship team's got. I'm feeling pretty bad, so let's go. Come on. <laughs> and then if that's what if you're relying on is at somebody else's, you know, somebody else to encourage you, you're not going to go very far when things get challenging. So it says everyone. So if everyone, you know, everyone encourage one another. So if everyone's waiting on each other, you're like, hey, I'm waiting for somebody to encourage me or I'm going to encourage them. Nobody's getting encouraged. And the scripture doesn't say, like I said, leaders encourage the followers. You know, it says everybody, everybody encourage one another and build each other up. And I love that because encouragement has like a boomerang effect. I really noticed that. And the reason I'm talking about this, and it's very important on my heart, I've, you know, encouragement really is a big part of my life and something that I started practicing early on, and it started affecting me in so many ways. And I think especially in the body of Christ as our church family, that we would continue to foster that environment of encouragement. Because at the end of the day, there are some things that no one else will be able to do for you, you know? Do you agree with that? Like, as, yeah, somebody can say this amount of times to you, but at the end of the day, it's you against you. No one can make, you know, choices for us. No one can make us successful. No one can force us to listen. That's why, um, that's not what we're talking about here, though. You know, in fact, we don't want any, anyone to, you know, we don't want to force anybody to do anything they don't want to do. So... Because nobody can force us to learn about God. Nobody can make us trust God. And, but one thing, that's why the scripture, one thing that we can do is that we can encourage one another and build each other up. So, and with God's help and all of us doing our part in our church family, I believe we can always be a family that is encouraging one another, building each other up, and family that considers one another. Amen? This year, um, let's be intentional about what we say and what we do let's believe you know and have that environment of just encouragement and building each other up rather than saying you know for example to your kid you knucklehead you know what have you done (laughs) try saying hey you mighty man of God I can't help it but I always remember that you mighty man of God it's like the first thing I heard I for me, I don't remember a lot of things in memory, you know, growing up a lot of times. But I do remember, I think I was nine years old. I was walking right around that corner before entering sanctuary. And Pastor Mark stops and says, you mighty man of God. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, all right. And I remember that so tremendously because that was a power of encouragement right there. Yeah, it's awesome. So there's a reason, you know, we don't sing discouraging songs in here, right? (laughs) Or having a greeter that will tell you a sad story. (laughs) Because faith comes from hearing, and hearing comes from the Word of God, amen? And the Word of God says, encourage one another, build each other up. Uh, And this is going to be one of my personal goals this year even more, to keep building people up, keep encouraging them, and invite them over to our, my house and be like, hey, let's have a lunch together and say how awesome you are. Amen? So I just want to say that encouragement starts on our face. And, 
And uh, just growing up, you know, I was a shy kid. Um, some people may call it having this poker face. But I think a lot to do with culture that I'm from. Because, you know, if you're a Russian, <laughs> you don't smile for no reason. It's just, <laughs> you're, always, you're always very serious. <laughs> like <laughs> Greta Thunberg. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> You know, the, Russian, the Russian accent face, you know, it, it just, it, it comes in clutch for me, though, when I'm refing soccer. You know, I'm officiating soccer, and, you know, I'll make a whistle, like, I'll blow a whistle, and the kid runs up to me, like, hey, ref, what are you talking about? I'm like, you think I made that hole? <laughs> and the kid's just like, no, no, no. Passes down, <laughs> passes down pretty quick, so I'm thankful for that. <laughs> That's probably the only times that I use that, so... You know, if you're ever intimidated or in a difficult situation, you need to get out, you can practice that little life hack. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, as I grew up in church and I began preaching, you know, at youth groups and then eventually, I was a little kid, you know, but I was pretty excited. God was, I mean, my dad was always encouraging me. And um, he's like, hey, come on, son, you got this. And I remember, you know, just preaching at one of the uh, midweek services and the uh, I think it was my sister that took a picture, and uh, I think it was a Polaroid picture. You know, one of those, yeah. and the picture comes out, and uh, she's like, "Hey, I've, I got a picture for you." And after, <laughs> after my sermon was done, and I remember looking at my face, uh, you know, looking at my pictures. I just I'm observing the picture, and uh, the funny thing is that my face would be <laughs> contradicting to what I meant in my heart, you know. And I was preaching about the joy of the Lord. So I was excited, you know, I was excited to encourage, you know, and, uh, but my face wasn't saying that. So I remember just standing there and I was refreshing my mind of how I was preaching, you know, I remember so, for example, it would sound like, so I'm glad you have joined us today. I want to talk about the joy of the Lord. Joy of the Lord is my strength. And, uh. God is good as everyone, ready, excited about the joy of the Lord. You see what I mean? Like, and my face was like that. <laughs> and like I said, it could be a cultural thing that I had to get, you know, get out of. But, um, but my face was letting me down. And I had good intentions, but that's why I said the encouragement starts on our face. And so sometimes you just got to send an email to your brain and be like, Vic, smile. <laughs> Lighten up, brother. And... Uh, it's time to encourage each other, amen? Just move forward. And then I also want to touch on, there are certain peoples that I should address as well. Uh, so I'm not picking on one type of people. <laughs> but those who justify um, withholding the encouragement, you know, by saying, you shouldn't need, you should need me to encourage you. And for certain parents, maybe it sounds familiar, right? And we say it to the kids, <laughs> you should know better. Um, you should do what's right without my encouragement. Well, that's true, okay? Our goal shouldn't be dependent on others, you know, to encourage us. It is also true that we all do better in the environment of encouragement, you know, in that atmosphere. Can you imagine, like, people going to the game and not cheering for their own team? That's just touchdown, yeah, you know. <laughs> can imagine a team not cheering for one another. It usually doesn't happen, right? So, in fact, you know, if the stadium gets quiet, you know, a, a LED prompter comes up and says, make some noise! And people are like, 
yeah, everybody else is cheering. And everybody just gets excited. So that's what happens, right? And, um, but everyone does better with encouragement. And perhaps, you know, you can challenge yourself this week and you can try it. Um, maybe that, you know, you're that person in a different attitude, you know, rather than resisting the word that you're hearing today. And you're like, what do, you, what do you know about that, Vic? Uh, why don't you just try it? Try it, dad, mom, dad, husband. You know, you can tell it to your husband, like, you, you shouldn't, I shouldn't need to tell you what to do. Rather than withholding and fighting it, just try to step into it. You know, and for example, you're talking to your son. You say, hey, you can do this, son. You won't wet your bed this night. You're going to do it, buddy. <laughs> you're going to do much better cleaning up your room next time. That's right. And, uh, you know, if you have teens, you can say, hey, I'm so proud of you, sweetheart. I'm so proud of you, son. You're an overcomer. And as we begin to impart that into people, because faith comes from hearing, right? And as we start telling that to one another, it becomes part of us. And the word becomes flesh. That's what it means in the word of God. So, but for example, have you ever been to elementary kids' basketball game, right? <laughs> they can barely handle the ball, <laughs> So, um, and there's not a lot of hope that they'll even score a basket a lot of times. And uh, it's the coolest thing. Or if you've been to a kid's little soccer game, and they even tell them this term uh, when we were coaching, peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter and jelly. Because there's one ball, and they'll just run together in one pile, and then the coach would scream, peanut butter and jelly. And they'll just spread out. Because you got to spread out peanut butter and jelly, right? So that term specifically triggers that they need to do this. But, you know, if you look at the kids playing basketball, right, that hoop is like six times their height. There's really not a lot of hope <laughs> that they're going to, you know, score. But it's not like as parents or, you know, as uncles or if you've ever been to that game, it's not like we're sitting there pragmatic and, you know, hopeless. We're like, well, they're little kids. I mean, how are they going to score the basket? This is ridiculous. I'm just going to sit here and... When are we going to get a basket, sweetheart? Wake me up. You know, we, can, we, don't, we don't do that. We scream and we shout like, you got this, buddy. Come on. And then like finally, you know, a kid starts dribbling the ball. You're like, oh, that's exciting. But then our encouragement helps them to do a little better, to go a little, you know, a little longer, to, do, to be a little stronger. And it's incredible what encouragement does. Or if any of you um, have taken lifting seriously or maybe you know somebody, a bodybuilder, right? They usually have um, a partner. If you're lifting seriously or any time, actually, not necessarily lifting seriously, but if you have a partner, you, you, don't, you, you don't have a, somebody that stands there like, well, well, that's some heavy weight, man. Imagine that partner standing there like, well, I hope you can make it. Oh, come on, man. Are you sure about this? No. We're like, come on, I know you've never done this before, but you got this. Come on, Brosev. I mean, things that you would say. Come on, Brocarnicus, let's do it, buddy. We got this. And so that encouragement helps us push our limits to push that weight. If you're squatting or whatever, you know. So if bodybuilders or, you know, or just anyone... Really, if they are encouraging one another, how much more should we as a church family, right, be encouraging each other? Amen? Yeah. That's right. So try with your family. Practice that. Pick up, you know, sometimes even in the middle of the week, pick up the phone. You know, call. Or if they're not answering, send them a text out of nowhere and just say how much you appreciate them. Say, hey, 
It's so good to see you this Sunday, you know. Be strong, whatever it is that you're facing. You'll be impressed what it does to you, the kind of effect that it does. Next point, nobody hears too much encouragement, all right? I'm so thankful for the people in my life who were, you know, who have encouraged me and continue to encourage me. And oftentimes, people who encourage me begin with something like, hey, you know, I know you hear this all the time probably. And, and I'm like, no, no, keep going. Come on. <laughs> Everybody loves encouragement, right? But maybe you don't realize that, that I actually need it more probably. Because a lot of times people that are actually encouraging others, a lot of times they're always giving, giving, giving. And, you know, they, they deplete. And you got to encourage those people. So, you know, if you're questioning like, oh, Sid, he's got it under control. Look at this guy. He's all happy. This, it doesn't even make any sense for me to encourage him. Her Matt, you know, he's always smiling. He's got it all together. Barry. Anyone, you can, we can assume that. But a lot of times, you know, things already happened in their life where after you've encouraged them and time passes by, they may have forgotten that. So remind them. Amen? Yeah. One of the reasons, um, you know, is because, like I said, the challenges can change within, like, minutes sometimes. You have everything going great, and all of a sudden you get a text message of some sort, and that just, just brings you down. You're like, oh. And you're thinking, oh, my goodness. Sometimes it's just, it would be so great to just to hear from somebody and say, hey, I'm praying for you. Yeah. And don't be afraid to even ask for it, too. I'll go on the one to say that. And if you're like, hey, if you're not feeling it, like, hey, send a text. They're like, hey, you think you can lift me up in prayer? And this is our focus right here, right? We're moving family forward together. And this is one of the key vitals uh, in, in this series, what I wanted to talk about, specifically this, is that we're encouraging our family forward. We're encouraging one another. We're building each other up. All right. So, myself, right, for example, I think personally I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for people that uplifted me. You know, I, I, you know who you are. You know, sometimes it's just like Matt comes up and says something to me or Pastor Mark or Michael, you know, my friend. And it's, it's so encouraging and it uplifts me. You know, my wife, for example, right, she, she can have plenty of things to point out and elaborate on, you know, that would not be encouraging. If she looks into me, you know, I can do the same probably to her. Because the scripture says, you know, <laughs> seek and you shall find. So if you want to find something negative about someone, I would guarantee you'd be able to do that. Yeah, anyone. But I love that. I'm very thankful that she's the call, uh, Larissa's constant encouragement in my life. And I'm so thankful because of, of people like you, us and our family that are encouraging one another. You know, and th this is the interesting statistic that studies show that in marriage, on average, it takes five positive comments to equal the effect of one negative comment. And um, if we flip that into our church family, right, we can reap the benefits, benefits of God's word in First Thessalonians that we just read, encouraging one another. I just want us as a church family to notice the good in people that are around us, to point that out, to build them up, look for the good things. It's, same, you know, it's such an effective tool, you know. You can look at your wife and be like, I'm not really happy right now. <laughs> what did you say? What was that tone of voice? Or you can 
look for all the good things in your life and be like, wow, this is incredible. And all of a sudden, you know, your focus is on that and it becomes greater. It's incredible. It works at all, all spheres in every relationship. But don't overthink about it, you know, because I understand that some people will say, well, if I am feeling I ain't, I'm not saying it. You know, I'm, that's just me. That's my attitude, you know. <laughs> I'm just honest, straight up. But I guarantee you if you dig deep into your heart, there's a sense of gratitude in your heart because God has made us in God's image. I don't think that you're missing that part. It's just sometimes you have to sit down and just, Lord, help me understand this situation. I just want to thank you, Lord, for what I have. And that's why lately I've been practicing this time in worship even to not ask anything from God, but just to say thank you for what I have. And when you focus on things that you have rather than that you don't have, your worship becomes better. You begin to be more thankful for everything that you have. And then sometimes, you know, it, t- it does take for a certain person to see somebody else's bad situation in order to understand that, hey, your situation is not that bad. You know, when you see some marriage struggling or there are some families that are going through divorce, and if you're part of that and you're, help, you know, and you're just there to try to encourage, during those moments, you're, you're, it's impressive what happens in your life. And you're like, oh, my goodness, this is incredible. Lord, I have no problems in my family. Those are nothing I'm, I should be thankful for what I have. And that's why I love that, you know, let's be a family of encouragement in one another. I know the sermon may sound a little bit like Dr. Phil, like said, encouragement, encouragement. We, you know, we've got to encourage one another. And, but it really resonates in your heart. So let's look deeper into our heart. Amen? Maybe somebody today, you know, is in the position of a Joshua. And, you know, God is waiting for us to make a move. And if we're going to just stand there, just think of these Israelites in the wilderness, right? God is like, there's a reason I pulled you out of this bad relationship where you were giving, but you're not receiving pretty much. If what you were receiving was just pennies or nothing, really. Just enough to sustain. And we can look back in our church family and all the challenges and everything like that. And we can easily hang our head at any moment in our life and be like, well... What's the point? You know, people fail, and I just, I don't know what else I can do. No, we keep looking forward, and just remind yourself of what God has been speaking to us, and through that prophecy that was for us through uh, Pastor Nancy, you know, talking about step into the new. I am calling you, and if you think you're not talented enough or this enough, a lot of times the simplest thing, you start with being just encourager to other people, and then you come up and you say, hey, maybe I can help out with Sunday school, or somebody can say, hey, you know, I don't mind cleaning once in a while, and that's how we, when we step in, and we, we can reap so many benefits of blessings of God when we step forward, amen, hallelujah, I'm wrapping up here, uh, but let's, like I said, make, begin this week, and just have a challenge this week. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do my best to be a man of encouragement. A lot of times, <laughs> the moment you make that decision, the devil hears it. Keep in mind. And the first thing you will do, the moment you decide, like, oh, I'm going to be this uplifting person, somebody will just cut you off or, you know, or your wife from across the room will, like, say something and you think, you think she screamed at you and you're like, come on. You know, I, Challenges happen immediately. The moment you make any kind of decision to follow Christ, <laughs> like, Lord, I'm going to serve you all the days of my life, you will get tempted. You're like, 
all of a sudden you're like, oh. And a lot of times if you actually have a clear understanding of that, the devil makes it pretty clear and pretty obvious. So be on alert this week about it. If you make any kind of a decision like, hey, I'm going to you know, encourage my wife like I've never done before. Maybe I'll write, I'll write a, a thank you note to her and say, hey, thank you for so much for um, providing for my family or for being a, you know, a wife in the house, being uh, such a wonderful caregiver, things like that. And wives, you know, you think a man is all tough or anything like that. It's, it's so vital if you encourage your husband and say, I thank you so much for providing for our family. It really does give you such a boost in confidence. Like, yes, yeah. I'm doing it. Amen? Amen? So I want to pray with you today um, and just boldly declare pretty much what God was doing to Joshua. But I want to proclaim that um, over our lives together. So if we can just stand together for a moment. And then we'll also, after the prayer, we'll end with a song. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.